Welcome back to our second offering of Capital Markets Watch Africa. The week has whizzed past very fast hasn't it? Thank you for making time for us again this week. This is a production by Dr. Admire Mopper Radzer Dube. We will not be recapping what we discussed in the previous episodes. Save for when we are evaluating performance of the hints we gave you in the past week, on where to invest your money. For those who missed the first episode, we suggest you go back to it now, and get an appreciation of what this presentation is all about. Okay. Back to the present. What was your business week like? Did you make any investment decisions? Were they in securities or other areas? Which reminds me, in your comments, please include where you are located so we get context of your contribution. A quick reminder, we have another series running concurrently as this one called Let's Talk Business. This series aims to cover topics, processes and terms found in the business world. The presentations will be broadly divided into three distinct, but related categories of economics, finance, and business. On there, will be clear and concise definition of terms and description of concepts found in the business world. The difference between that series and this one is that, while Let's Talk Business, brings everyone up to speed on finance jargon and abstracts, this series, Capital Markets Watch Africa, applies those concepts to actual African economies, and makes sense of it all to give output that can be consumed in equal satisfaction by both finance professionals and everyone else. Enjoy either of these presentations, or both. Please consider subscribing, and follow us on social media as well. We thank you all for your love and support and we keenly look forward to engaged discussions. Now, let us now fit in a quick disclaimer. It is imperative at this juncture to mention that, although in all our series, we strive to be as factual and abreast with current trends and legislation as possible, our presentations and analysis are not a substitute for professional financial services. Neither are they a substitute for your educational tuition material if you are using our series for study purposes. Use your discretion on what you think is of value to you as we are not responsible for the actions users take based on the contents of our series. This production is for information purposes only. For professional assistance to make commercial decisions, and on specific queries, we provide a paid service. Please contact us directly on the details provided at the end. Now back to the series. Right. We will begin with business news making headlines across Africa this week. Our first headline today on Africa News reads, the Libyan National Oil Company NOC, has urged global oil and gas companies to recommence exploration and production activities, citing better security conditions. Over the last decade, Libya has been plagued by violent confrontations between competing factions in the east and west, affecting oil field operations, hydrocarbon transport, and oil terminals stuck between the two camps. The NOC asked international businesses to continue their activities in exploration and extraction, telling them that it would offer all essential assistance so that they could operate in a safe environment, in cooperation with the civilian and military authorities on the ground. Our second headline today comes from Kenya. The country has formally unveiled a resourceful fund, a drive to provide loans to the poorest and revitalize the African country's economy from below. The resourceful fund, which will be endowed with 50 billion shillings, about 400 million euros, over five years, will also comprise three additional components, microcredit, available by the end of January 2023, 
loans to SMEs, by the end of March 2023, and startup loans, by the end of May 2023. Kenya, with a population of 50 million people, is the economic engine of East Africa, but one-third of its people live in poverty. The annual inflation rate in Kenya was at 9.5% in November of 2022, holding close to a near five-and-a-half-year high of 9.6% in the previous month, but below market estimates of 10.1%. Meanwhile the Kenyan shilling plummeted against the dollar, 122 shillings for one dollar. Kenya hopes this resourceful fund will provide an avenue for the poor to find source of funding for their projects amid this difficult economic environment. Ghana to swap local debt in fight to regain economic stability. Ghana requested investors on Monday, December 5, to swap roughly 9 billion US dollars in domestic debt for new bonds in order to relieve a payment backlog. This because the government is negotiating an international monetary fund bailout and the old debts falling due may negatively impact the fresh funds application. This is at a time Ghana is in economic distress and facing its worst economic crisis in decades. The West African country is negotiating with the International Monetary Fund IMF, for up to $3 billion in financing to assist shore up its public finances. Inflation is over 40%, and the SETI, the national currency, has lost 50% of its value this year, contributing to a $6 billion debt increase in 2022. Following warnings about the risks of default, Ghana's government is aiming to make its debt more manageable through these IMF discussions. In science and tech, we look at artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, AI, machine learning, robotics, big data, and networks may have a significant influence on developing economies, and authorities in African countries should enable proliferation of these innovations. AI has permeated people's daily lives in the industrialized world. From virtual assistants to recommendation engines, AI is everywhere. In the news, our homes, and our jobs. Not so much in Africa. Yet AI applications hold a lot of untapped potential, particularly in the humanitarian sector. Because resources are scarce in developing countries, the consequences can compound. Businesses, non-profit organizations, NGOs, and governments in developing countries may employ AI to address, and redress, life-threatening situations to improve the standard of living for local populations. Examples of uniquely African circumstances which AI can help fix or ameliorate, include, disaster and emergency response. Predictive models will enable first responders to automatically analyze large-scale activity and movement by utilizing a range of data sources such as social networking sites, online discussion forums, news sources, and so on. Based on the information acquired, responders may scale reconstruction efforts and effectively distribute supplies. In agriculture, in underdeveloped nations, smart agriculture may be a new use of AI. Farmers can more efficiently monitor their crops and anticipate when to sow and harvest them using AI technology. Instead of spraying pesticides across large areas of crops, it may also be used to evaluate one plant at a time and apply pesticides solely to ill plants and trees. In health, AI is capable of making accurate diagnosis, recommending treatments, and anticipating illness outbreaks. This saves limited resources, and guarantees that those who live outside of big cities have equitable access to healthcare. Furthermore, it has the potential to lower the cost of basic medical care for people who cannot afford to see a real doctor for treatment.
In education, in the wake of changes already engendered by COVID-19 lockdowns, further changes can be brought by harnessing AI. The majority of schools in rural Africa lack education material and other resources to help students learn. There exists a marked educational gap, particularly between rural and urban regions. Artificial intelligence technologies, such as personalized learning assistance, can expedite the learning process by making tutoring services and educational resources available to all students, no matter where they are. Our last business story today cannot correctly be labeled a headliner, in the proper sense of the word, as we are yet to see it in any big media pages. But it is of such significance to Southern Africa as a whole, and to Zimbabwe in particular, that we felt it prudent to report on it. As of yesterday, the newly released UK designated persons list, has no Zimbabwean entities or individuals on it. Only yesterday, the 9th of December 2002, the UK Foreign Secretary announced sanctions that target corrupt countries and, or, corrupt individual political figures, those violating human rights, and perpetrators of sexual violence in conflict. And it did not add any Zimbabweans on the last list, updated in March 2022, which had four individuals and one company. This, of course, does not mean the European Union sanctions on the country have been removed. Neither are the more biting United States of America sanctions, encapsulated in their law named, Zimbabwe Democracy and Economic Recovery Act of 2001. Z. Dar. Ra. All Zimbabwe sanctions began with bilateral disgruntlement between the UK and Zimbabwe, where the later expropriated land for redistribution, while accusing the former of reneging on an agreement to fund the exercise. Now that the UK is scaling back is it a cue for the EU and the USA follow suit? Is Zimbabwe going to be welcomed back to the Commonwealth? Are countries, businesses, and individuals open to do business in Zimbabwe unencumbered? Just to recap on some eye-catching numbers about Zimbabwe's. About 25% of all known unmined diamond reserves. World's second largest chrome and platinum reserves. World's fifth largest lithium producer, reserves yet to be properly accounted. Top 5 in reserves of rare earth minerals. World largest man-made freshwater reservoir by volume. And many many more natural and environmental resources, like 4 largest wildlife game parks in Africa. The 7th wonder of the world, the Victoria Falls. All this with a population of 15 million people. Anyone actively seeking to invest in Zimbabwe? With that bit we conclude this week's Africa Business News. Now let's go to markets. All of the African 29 exchanges, representing 38 nations' capital markets, closed green on Friday day trading, save for two. Morocco and Namibia. Now let's make a rundown through all the African markets individually, in alphabetic order, listing their value movement from market opening on Monday the 5th of December to Friday the 9th. Botswana Market opened at 7,625.48 and went on a steady uptrend to close the week at 7,656.86. West Africa's, Bourse Regionale de Valor Mobiliere, or BRVM Composite, in short. Market opened at 190.95 and closed at 193.38 gaining 1.6% through the week. Egypt 
Market opened at 13,639.73 and was bullish throughout the week closing 8.79% higher at 14,838.31. Ghana Market opened at 2,463.44 and gaped down to 2,460.62 on Tuesday where to stayed till close of trade on Friday. Kenya Market opened at 126.86 and despite good trading volumes of constantly above 5 million per day value did not change that much. The market closed at 126.46 on Friday. Malawi Market opened at 59,795.47 and moved slightly up to 60,127.53 on Friday after going sideways from Monday to Thursday. Mauritius Market opened at 1,871.11 and was on a gradual uptrend throughout the week to close at 1,886.68. Morocco Market opened at 11,028.15 and increased about 2% to 11,257.38 by end of business on Friday. Namibia Market opened at 1,709.29 and closed red at 1,646.20 in a clear bearish channel. Nigeria Market opened at 48,154.65 and closed 1,5% green at 48,881.93. Rwanda Market only traded sideways reflected low volumes of trade except on Wednesday. It opened at 147.30 and enclosed at 147.50. South Africa The Johannesburg Stock Exchange opened at 74,693.44 and increased a mere 30 basis points to 74,548.13 by end of business on Friday. Tanzania Market gap down on Monday opened from 1,856.91 and filled the gap to close marginally higher by Friday at 1,868.58. Tunisia Market opened at 8,066.16 and had U-shaped bearish trend to close marginally soft at 8,068.08. Uganda Market opened at 1,220.93 and closed 61 basis points lower at 1,209.88. Zambia Market opened at 7,249.67 and at next to zero trade volumes except on Tuesday and Friday, which saw value fall slightly as the market closed at 7,336.59. Finally, Zimbabwe this market also had smaller volumes of traders except for Monday and Friday. Market opened at 14,845.17. It closed at 14,725.07, near its Monday opening. We now look at individual stocks. Particularly the top 10 movers on Friday. Compagnie Immobilière Limité of Mauritius closed at 1,030, 44, a plus 28.75% increase. Suez Canal Company for Technology Settling of Egypt closed at 50.96. A plus 19.98% increase. 
Edgar's stores of Zimbabwe closed at 9.00, a plus 11.80% increase. Lux Island Resorts of Mauritius closed at 58.00, a plus 11.54% increase. Gadwa for Industrial Development of Egypt closed at 1.08, a plus 10.20% increase. Standard Group of Kenya closed at 10.00, a plus 9.89% increase. El Nasser Clothes and Textiles, Cabo of Egypt closed at 1.48, a plus 9.63% increase. Prestige Assurance Company of Nigeria closed at 0.46, a plus 9.52% increase. Stanbic Bank Uganda closed at 23.00, a plus 9.52% increase. Samad Misra Jifford of Egypt, closed at 17.96, a plus 9.38% increase. And for the bottom 10 shakers. Unity Bank of Nigeria closed at 0.49, a minus 9.26% decline. SCOA Nigeria closed at 0.79, a minus 9.20% decline. Servicom of Tunisia closed at 0.21, a minus 8.70% decline. Art Corporation of Zimbabwe closed at 14.20, a minus 7.79% decline. Bernabe C of BRVM closed at 1900.00, a minus 7.32% decline. East African Portland Cement of Kenya closed at 7.40, a minus 7.27% decline. Sanlam Kenya of Kenya Composite closed at 8.24, a minus 7.00% decline. Japal Gold and Ventures of Nigeria closed at 0.27, a minus 6.90% decline. Telecom Egypt closed at 22.80, a minus 6.75% decline. Egyptian Modern Education Systems closed at 0.14, a minus 6.67% decline. Commodities The dollar index was up 10.4% for the year at 105.545 at the time of analysis for this presentation. The index reached a 2022 high of 114.745 in September, representing a gain of up to 20% at the time. This has meant the USD has gained, on average, 20% more value against major currencies. This has entailed that the prices of commodities have generally faced a downward pressure, which seen 17 of the 34 main commodity markets which we track likely to end the year in the negative. We note, however, that it is the metals and energy stocks under pressure, while agro commodities have seen high prices year on year. For instance, these are some of the quotes at time of analysis. Rough rice, plus 15.09%, corn futures, plus 7.39%, soybean futures, plus 10.02%, soybean oil plus 9.78%, soybean meal futures, plus 9.23%, sugar futures, plus 2.65%, live cattle, 
plus 9.11%, and feeder cattle futures, plus 8.76%. A combination of lingering effects of COVID-19 pandemic disruptions, agricultural disruptions in major world food-producing countries, and channeling of resources to bailouts and to the war in Ukraine have all escalated price pressures on agro-commodities. Precious metals, on the other hand, climbed up to the resistance levels we mentioned a week ago before reversing down to begin the week. Precious metals have recovered along with the rest of the market. There must be a transition period during which they lead and perform in practical terms. But I'm digressing. Currencies We reviewed 18 major African currencies' performance against the United States dollar in the last trading week. In the whole week, all but five currencies had a Monday opening and a Friday closing variance of under 1% in either direction, firming or weakening. This gave limited space to make profits in either direction for long-term bag holders. Day traders had altogether different prospects in this currency space, as there was considerable volatility to take advantage of. Particularly in the two currencies of South African Rand and the Ghana and Saidi. The Rand gained plus 2.17% week on week, while the Saidi shaded minus 3.99%. The biggest drop among the currencies. The South African Rand had the sharpest movements, with a massive drop midweek, as news filtered through of the possible ousting of the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, by his political party. By weekend, all losses were recovered as South African officials dispelled the news and stated he may yet stay on in power. The charts thus showed a classic V-shaped recovery. The Saidi, on the other hand, has been facing serious headwinds, mainly linked to the Ghanaian economy under pressure, from both internal and external elements. Perchance, we may even do a special presentation in the coming weeks on just the Ghanaian economy's circumstances, time permitting. Back to the Saidi. By market open on Monday it had lost over half of its value in the past year. The week was typical and the currency continued in decline to be the biggest shaker in African currencies this week. Upcoming events Bank or public holidays in Africa this trading week Thursday 8th of December, in Equatorial Guinea and Seychelles Friday 9th of December, in Tanzania Please note, we have lean market-related events since the year is coming to a close. Let's now turn our attention to this week's Spotlight Market Our spotlight market for this week is the Botswana Stock Exchange, BSE. This bourse was officially founded in 1989, although its humble roots can be traced back to when it was known as the Botswana Share Market, BSM. There was no legitimate stock exchange in Botswana at the time, thus the BSM operated as an informal market with just five listed firms and a single brokerage firm. In order to attract international investors to Botswana, an interim exchange committee comprised of officials from the corporate and state sectors, including the Secretary of the Zimbabwe Stock Market, was formed in October 1990. The legislation to convert the BSE into a complete exchange was enacted by Parliament in September 1994, clearing the way for the founding of the Botswana Stock Exchange, which began trading in November 1995. On the BSE, you may trade stocks, bonds, exchange trade products, and commercial papers. Now let's talk about bonus hints. Last week we gave hints on where to put your money for likely good returns. If you have not yet listened to the presentation, please go ahead and do so after you finish this one. 
On gold we said it has reached important levels in these markets and was likely to go up both in the short and long term. During the week, after trading up to the 200-day and 400-day moving averages just above $1,800, gold reverse direction. At which point your take profit target should have been hit, according to our pointers. We had also advised on currencies to watch out for, the South African Rand and the Ghanaian Saidi, but with a caveat to trade them only if the political environment deteriorates. Of which it did not. At this point, we have to remind each other again of the disclaimer. This production is for information purposes only. For professional assistance to make commercial decisions, and on specific queries, we provide a paid service. Please contact us directly on website www.admiremopperradzerdube.com Spelt A D M I R E M A P A R A D Z A D U B E dot com. You can also reach us on our social media accounts of the same names. Please do consider dropping a comment or asking your questions. Also, please consider subscribing while you at it to be notified of any midweek updates. Okay, back to the hints. This week's pointers for where to put your money will certainly include the energy commodities. For individual analysis, we are available in the details quoted earlier. The second hint is Impala Platinum Holdings stock 1 is gold. Impala Platinum Holdings Limited is a parent company situated in Johannesburg, South Africa. The company has a number of mining companies that specialize in manufacturing platinum and other metals such as cobalt, copper, nickel, palladium, and rhodium. Impala Platinum Holdings is a publicly traded company on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. On technicals, price has broken through price barrier of 20 cents, where it has been bouncing since June 2022. The next price target is 25 cents, a new resistance last tested in March 2022. On a fundamental level, South Africa accounts for 80% of world rhodium output and one-third of global palladium production. Impala Platinum Holdings Limited, according to experts, is in a sound financial and operational condition with a reasonable value. Furthermore, Impala Platinum Holdings Limited earned a boost when South African regulatory authorities approved the company's acquisition of Royal Bafokeng Platinum. However, certain requirements must be met in order for the transaction to be completed. Impala Platinum Holdings Limited, OTC, Impui, will become one of the world's largest platinum group corporations as a result of the transaction, making it one of the top African stocks to own in the long run. The final hint for this week is a currency. The Angolan Kwanzaa to be precise. The oil boom fueled a rise in Angola's Kwanzaa, elevating it to one of the world's best performing currency versus the US dollar. The currency of Africa's second largest petroleum producer has gained 20% this year, boosted by rising oil prices, multiple credit rating improvements, and the expectation that the central bank would raise interest rates. Apparently the currency is still surging, and after a slight pullback last week we expect it to surge further in the coming week. So, that's it on the hints for this week. In conclusion, we would like to thank our sponsors, without whom this series would not have been possible. Finaco Finance Brass Monkey Distillers Star Farm Produce E-Power Energy
a SAC construction. Right Angle Engineering Sendisa Logistics Big Lights Media Chem Matrix Chemicals And finally, Cradle of Africa Travel and Tours You may now also consider checking out our other production series aptly named, Let's Talk Business For clear and concise definition of terms and description of concepts found in the business world and with that, we conclude this episode with a quote by Ayn Rand. Money is only a tool. It will take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as the driver. With that, we conclude this week's presentation. Till next time. Goodbye. <music>